Jesse Newman, this, you know, you know, the blues singer you met the other night at the, at uh, Erica's party. When, as the doors swing open, you see Jesse kind of cower in fear at this man who walks in. But you know this man as Charlie. So. It's simply forgotten just how scary he is. He just tries to keep a straight face. Jesse's just trying to look away, trying to look away, not look at you directly in the eyes. I see you guys made a new friend. Oh no, he's coming over here. Oh, that's that's just Charlie. He's fine. A good acquaintance of ours. I'm sure he's a good friend of yours. Just gets real jumpy and nervous. Honestly, his bark is legitimately worse than his bite. Yes, but what about his laugh? 
He laughs? When does he? <laughs> I would be surprised. I, I'm sure it's fine. I'm uh, th- th- pleased to meet you, uh, sir. And you, name sweet. Uh, Jesse. Uh, Jesse Newman. Shall I extend his hand? I want you to describe how Jesse reacts to that since you were his former GM. Uh, probably get that slight tingling running across his skin. Something that could be a reaction but could also be a memory. <laughs> you see his hairs stand on end, like just ever so faintly. He, he he pulls back. Uh, uh, yes, well, I was just telling them about the fact that I uh, knew this uh, Mr. Vaz fellow in passing, you see. Ah, he's growing to be a bit of a friend of ours. Uh, well, I wouldn't call him a friend to me, I just... I saw him on again on the bus up to Harlem, and he just was playing that song. And I was, he he gave me a song about his life story, but it was solid enough, so suppose it worked. Well, he's that kind of man, isn't he? Was shows up and tells you things. What was odd about it, though, is that a. Uh, you know, he played it on a flute, right? But what was weird was, well, he was somehow both singing while playing the flute. I mean, Maybe if he had two mouths, I wouldn't be surprised at this point. <laughs> Maybe they did a kind of nasal thing, like the French. I mean, maybe it's just a, it's just a strange talent. Could have been telepathy. I don't know. Perhaps. Ah, I saw a guy with a doll one. It made it look like the doll was talking. Really? His lips wasn't moving at all. I was telling. Well, that's really all I got on the guy. I mean, I really only knew him so much. I, t- I wish I could tell you. I've had a day to think about it, but I genuinely can't remember what that last verse was. Well, if he's French, that would explain why he's blue. I'm sorry, but how? <laughs> you know all the crazy shit the French eats. Uh, would make... Can't be good for your skin. <laughs> Yeah, I suppose that makes sense. <laughs> it works. I suppose that makes sense. Uh, uh, no, 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 it, no, no, it doesn't. Okay, good to know. Good to know. I, I, I never really got the, uh, never really went to high school even. Ah, uh, well. <clears throat> I, I haven't even seen anything outside of this city in my hometown. 
Well, I'd best be going on then. Uh, uh, you folks enjoy your evening and, uh, uh, oh, yes, uh, my condolences, by the way, for your friend. Thank you. Charlie is a stuff is fine. Indeed. Uh, have a good evening, folks. Uh, hopefully, we'll see you around. And he, uh, uh bye. He, he exits the club. Uh, mm. with, with that, do you want to see him again? Maybe you will. Maybe you won't. Uh, so do you want to just like briefly hand wave that, uh, you know, the party catches up, uh, Charlie with everything that happened? Yeah, we are going to tell him everything he missed. Yeah. Including uh, the escapade with the Birdman. Oh, yeah. Uh, Charlie, <laughs> you get the, uh, you know, everything that they've learned, everything that was given to you in the recap doc, in the recap we wrote. Uh, you learn mm -hmm. all of that information. You, you can, you know, you can hear it process it while you smoke your pipe. After a while, it's like it's almost, it's already almost out of tobacco with the amount of time it takes to fully, you know, retell everything that occurred and all the key evidence. Here we stock it. So I'm curious, are you going to tell them what you discovered while you were out on the town? Or are you going to keep that to yourself? That's a For good now. question. What, what do they ask? That's a good point. Let's see what they ask. Hmm. <sighs> now I am curious. But tell me, Charlie, what have you been up to? I want to see a psychiatrist. Really? Yep. Good for you, men. Seeking help hmm. out. I'm proud of you. Yeah. What? No, I was robbing him. <laughs> Yo, what? <laughs> oh! Um, Why? Um, Charlie's gonna just get out a piece of paper he's folded surprisingly neatly in his pocket and hand it over to uh, uh yeah. You receive that, like, that manila document there, and, uh, oh boy. Yeah, it's got a lot to it. Hans and Hans. Enhance. Smooth mm. out the pixelation. Obviously, I had some dreams, this Carlisle fellow. Hmm. Yeah, no, um. Erica Carlisle mentioned something similar about dreams. Yeah. Mm. And she wanted her to see that psychologist fellow about it. 
This is what I managed to unearth. You think Maveru might have been the, the other one on that portrait we saw? The woman standing in the back. Wasn't that... didn't we already... You got the name Bonet. That's... thank you. <laughs> I have that written down, and I'm still blanking. Maybe Amvaru yeah, no. is uh, lost now. Could be. I mean, we weren't really able to find out that much about her. Everyone seemed perfectly willing to pretend like she didn't exist. Well. Yeah. Lewis takes a moment and uh, pipes up. Uh, so, uh, where exactly does this lead us then? I mean, not. I mean, if uh, you know, we have like two conflicting possible names for that woman. We have a lot of, you know, uh, we, we have three actually because this one calls her. Anastasia as well. Huh. Fascinating. Hmm. If it... Well. No relation to the to ours, I hope. I probably Unlikely. would always give her a no. call and check if she knows a call I... Yeah. Might be worth checking at some point. I mean... If you want to try, you can. I'll see what I can do when I get back. Oh. But that just leaves one question then. Where... Where did we go from here? Well... Are you guys the ones who've been doing all the... Heavy lifting on this, I think. What do you think? <laughs> Yeah, we had to go to a party for this information. Can you imagine? Yeah, it was torture. Consider yourself lucky you missed it. I imagine you all look like buffaloes in a shiner shop. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Probably. That's about how it felt. Lewis gets a little bit sensitive about that comment. I have no shame, I'm just going to agree. <laughs> You're right. Well. Obviously. Something pretty big. Egypt. Well, I was down in Egypt before I came back here, so... Not opposed to running back that way. It's as good a first step as any. Uh, Professor? Thoughts? Mm. No. No? It's empty in my mind, and I hate it. 
Any objections then? No. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> okay, great. Let's go. No objections. <laughs> uh, just give me some time. I do need to make sure I, you know, uh, get uh, get the time off I need for this. Oh, crap! That's an excellent point. I can't just run off and leave. I have to. Oh, yeah. I've got a couple of uh, errands I'd have to take care of if I was going to leave. You have responsibilities. Well. Professor Demir, I'm insulted. Oh. Well, well, the thing is, is that this is Professor Demir's job. Yeah, what are you doing right now? The Chung Club to take care of it. Hmm? Can't you ask the Chung Club to take care of it? Well, really, all I have to do is close down my shop. And pack more supplies than I've got on me. It won't take long. You do that then, and me and Toppy will get us passage on the next trip over there. And Lewis will file in his uh, his notice that he will not be working for a while. With, uh, with that, I'm going to just declare that this will take two days to fully resolve, and that the boat will depart on uh, Wednesday. The 21st, if anybody has any business they want to take care of or any uh, last-minute questions they want to ask to people before you depart, now is your opportunity. Contact Ramahote. Tell him that we're arriving in. It's Cairo, right? We're going. Yes, uh, you'll be going into Port Said and then Cairo. Uh, and see if he can arrange so we have room and board when we arrive. Uh... Being a native Egyptian, he is, sends you a telegraph that's going to charge the trust a bit more than usual, but he thinks it has some useful information. Good. Continue to keep me up to date. My condolences regarding Bennett. I wish I could have been there. Be advised. There are... You need to look for the legitimate people asking for your, asking for your luggage. They should know my name. Beware of swindlers. <sighs> oh, son. Mm. There are plenty back of those in my country. Uh, Checks out. Uh, Professor, do you want to follow up any leads or ask any questions? Uh, <laughs> you have some time to yourself, by the way, so. That is very nice indeed. I no, I don't think I can't think of any leads right now. I want to pursue. All right. Do and Clara, do you have any business you want to handle? Nothing huge. Just what I've already mentions uh close down the shop make arrangements for the house to be taken care of surprisingly Might be a smart idea <laughs> uh surprisingly yes mr corbett though being under house arrest these days uh you are able to quickly work out a deal where he can under supervision uh walk over to your house to take care of it 
Uh, Jack says he will inspect the shop every now and again, if you want him to. Yeah, that's that's definitely a good idea. I hate to come back and find the windows broken. Worse. Hey, uh, <laughs> uh, keep me posted about where you are, okay? Uh, just so I know what's happening, alright? I'll be in touch. Thanks. Sure. With that, you're back in New... It takes a day to get up to Arkham and a day to get back, but you're just in time for the departure of the boat. We are going to now find out just how long this boat trip takes. Are you ready, everybody? Yeah! Don't drive, Nick. The boat will take you... 20 days! Oh, no. oh well. Plenty yep. of time to pass the time. So let me just get to this. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, thirteen, 19, twelve, six, twenty. Uh, I count February 10th is the day of your arrival. Yep. Let me just. What day are we on? Let me just make sure I'm copying this down correctly. Uh, we were departing on the 21st. I That's landed it. on, And I landed on the 10th of February as the current date. Yep. Uh, now is your opportunity for if you have any uh, ability score improvements you want to do now that you've checked off and haven't rolled already. Now's your chance to do that. Clara? That's, yeah, that's a, a, excellent. <laughs> My improvement rolls. Yep. Oh, we're just going to take this time to do the improvement rolls and uh, do other things. I'll make sure Lewis catches up when he returns. These are the ones we picked out earlier, right? Uh, so first of all, uh, these are the improvement rolls for skills from last from the last couple of sessions you may not have gotten a chance to improve yet, so anything you put a check oh, next no. to. Well, I wasn't here last week, so I have none. Yeah. Uh, Professor, this. do you have any checks? Nope, none at uh, the moment. Yeah, you kept spending luck, I remember. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, Clark? Uh, I, d I didn't have any outstanding from session. Okay, cool. Uh, next. Uh, again, you have the opportunity to increase two skills you've already have points in by 1d4 plus 1 or one skill you haven't put anything into with 1d10 plus 5. Now's your chance. Hey. Of course, minimum. Fuck this game. Maximum! <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> this is why I hate rolling d10 spam is so fucking huge. <laughs> uh... That's going on the quotes page, just so you know. That's why I hate rolling D10s. Span is so fucking huge. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 well, yeah, I mean, it just feels bad. Feels bad, man. Feels bad, man. Ah, uh, wasted. Okay, let's go. I don't know oh, how yeah, I'm learning to drive on the ship, but I am learning. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna justify it like this because this is actually an old quirk of very big uh, cruise ships back in the day. Because you still were able to transport cars, 
as part of your luggage. Okay. And if you're willing to say you got up to some rebellious activities down there, you totally can. Oh, oh and of course. Oh, we've all seen Titanic, right? <laughs> yeah. Just, just drive I... the ship. Oh, yes. Drive the boat. <laughs> I'm rich. I can... And finally, <laughs> if you... If you wish to read a mythos tome over the course of your time on this boat trip, trip you totally can. Of course I do. Uh, which one are you reading? Uh, oh, oh, let me get the proper name of the book. It was... Find it. You post them. Ah. It was... Uh, the one in French that I actually can't pronounce. Uh... Yes, that one. Yes. If you don't mind, uh, first of all, we're going to make a check for your ability, so just uh, roll for your education, or for your one, English language skill. One language roll coming right up. Uh, Zach, you're going to be up next, so start looking at the books I pinned in the uh, in the notebook section to see what you might want to read. Yep. All right, you passed right. the check. And one more English language roll, please. Or one more language roll, please. This is just to see if you can fully comprehend everything in front of you. Ah, okay. Ooh, do your me. Latin check. No, thank you. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> but my Latin is the lowest, and I still passed. Ha! Uh, put a check mark next to that. One check. And having gone through the text, uh, you gain. Do, 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 do. There it is. I gotta go to my tomes section. And you have gained a good amount of... Ah, yes, there it is. Come on. Come on. There you go. First of all, Sandy loss of 2d4. Okay. What's your Cthulhu Mythos currently at? 29. You get... Seven more. Five there sanity. There is nothing else what? this book can teach you. Two. Seven points of Cthulhu Mythos. Dang. Seven points of Cthulhu Mythos. There's nothing else that this book can teach you. Ooh, okay. Uh, and finally, Bad. you gain the spell Contact Deity, the Lord of Waters. Oh. That sounds cool. Yep. That sounds like it could go wrong very fast. It can. Yeah, and I will tell you the cost. <laughs> if you are to do this, it will take away five of your POW. You will gain you lose one D6 sanity. It takes five to ten rounds to perform it. And you must do it in a location. That is free from a lot of that is that is very low in population. It must be unpeopled is the word it chooses. <laughs> unpeopled. Unpopulated. Unpeopled. Places such as a sea cliff, for example. So not a cruise ship full of people. Yes. Damn. These are I all the strange requirements this spell asks for. Okay, fine. Uh, Professor, what, what tome are you interested in reading in? Or are you interested uh, in? 
just to be sure, which one did you choose, Echo? The French one. Uh, the French one. French. Aha. Hmm. Hmm. All right. I gotta say, I'm very interested in life as a god. All right. Give me an English language role. <laughs> How did I know you were gonna pick that one? Life as a god. <laughs> That passes on uh, part. Okay. Uh, what's your Cthulhu mythos? 30. 30? Okay. So the book, uh, unfortunately, does not give you any more percentiles in Cthulhu mythos because the book is already kind of below your standard amount of information. But I will tell you what's in it since nobody fully read it before. Uh, it narrates all manners of unspeakable acts uh, committed for the Pharaoh of Darkness, as well as describing this elaborate room beneath a pyramid somewhere in Egypt. Mm -hmm. The room's description, if you're curious, is the handout of the page that fell out from last session. It's, uh, if you scroll up, it's the... I made a mistake. I said that came out of the Panoptic Manuscript. It did not. That came out of Life as a God. Retcon from last session. My bad. <laughs> but uh, if you see Life as a God, it's that passage there describing a room beneath there. You also learn a spell. You're going to want to write this down. Right. So it says mm -hmm. it is called the Wizard's Shroud. For seven magic points and one D3 sanity, you create a shroud of protection that makes you invisible only to servants of, only to otherworldly servants of the Black Pharaoh. That's all it says. The circle, uh, it also requires that you find some bronze disc with an engraving in it. All right. Yeah, pretty uh, pretty wild one, right? So it's only invisible to the surface of the the dark surface of the pharaoh. Of the of the of the black yeah. pharaoh, yes. The black pharaoh. Uh -huh. Well, I wonder. Very uh... powerful and useful spell under very particular circumstances. Indeed. It also takes a couple of minutes to cast. Though, of course, we could seek out that fairly particular set of circumstances. Yeah, I mean, you totally could. And finally, uh, you were interested in reading uh, which one, Nagel? Uh, Africa's dark cults, or what was it? Uh, dark sects, yes. Yeah, dark sects. Oh, I forgot. Uh, by the way, uh, 1d6 Sandy lost Toprock. <laughs> Sorry, nice. right. all right. Uh, Africa's that one because it's the, the most Bennett one. Uh, there will be no English language role required for this since it is written in modern American English. Uh, we will... Even Charlie understands. Yeah. It takes you some time, but you can do it. 
I would like you to roll uh, 1d10 sanity loss, though. And what's your current Cthulhu Mythos at? Uh, nine. Nine. Okay, so you gain four percentiles of Cthulhu Mythos. In addition, uh, that 1d10 is your sanity loss. Good, good job, not a lot of loss. In addition, finally, uh, there is something interesting. You read through this book, and uh, it seems to be... Let's see. It was stolen from, uh, as you know, it was stolen from the Harvard Library. Uh, and the author, Blackwell, describes this priestess that he saw. And the priestess summoned this unholy abomination before his eyes in 1916. Like, he describes it in great detail and was lucky to escape with his life, but he is deeply disturbed by the bloody mass he saw. And what was his name? Uh, the author of the book is one, uh, one Nigel Blackwell. There are details in there also about uh, rituals to create a to create a zombie, but I'm pretty sure Charlie would not want to learn that spell. That's how to summon zombies. How to summon zombies. But maybe you would. What? If you want if what, you want it. What you do can. you even roll to cast spells? Uh the first time you cast a spell, it's a willpower check. And if you fail the check, you have to relearn the spell and restudy the book. And it comes I don't, I, I, I don't think Charlie cares. Yeah. Um, That's an important thing to note. The first time you cast a new spell, there is always a willpower check. But once you pass, you never need to do it again. But why would somebody not want the army of the undead? What is this? <laughs> well, you, you'll have to ask great. Mal that as well, because he had the chance to do that in some prior, but didn't. True. I mean, you have the power to create them. I never said you had the power to control them. <laughs> oh, wow. Ah. Okay, Centauri would have been doomed. Yeah. Uh, and I will be right back, and as soon as we do, we will describe your arrival in Port Said. Intermission music, yeah. <laughs> yeah, here you go, intermission music. Oh, I was about to link this one. But yours is better. <laughs> I know, right? Her love still chase me up. I know it's impossible to be sad watching this guy. Yeah.
and I'm back. Welcome back. So, it was a long, uneventful boat ride. Many of you had your own little adventures going throughout there. But eventually, you do arrive in uh, Port Said. You uh, get off uh, the... You finally get off the boat, all your luggage in tow, and the and the boat uh, kindly provides a very nice escort service that takes you directly to a train station at Port Said, which will take you straight to Cairo. And already, you you can just see and uh, feel how different this place is. You can hear the people in the streets. You can see off in the distance on the on the del on the on the uh on the Nile Delta just all these you know cotton plantations off in the distance just shipping and getting ready to go you hear the busy whirl of the market around you and if you listen to that audio file i posted you hear what sounds like a man playing a flute off in the distance and as you arrive at the small little train platform, waiting for your train to show up to go on down to Cairo, you see this, you see Mr. Vaz is already there, doing a little snake charmer routine. Oh, why, hello there. He he says while still playing the flute perfectly. Hello. Such an instrument. Hello. Well, I didn't expect to see you here so soon. That's a lie. I totally knew you were coming here. You've been entering Egypt without us. Oh, yes. I've been here plenty of times before. Any destinations you would suggest? Well, I mean, uh, I do always love me the pyramids, the ruins of Memphis. The Bent Pyramid is a little bit of a weird one, but I do think it's worth visiting. Ah, thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, since Toprock's the one talking, spot hidden. <laughs> it's better than Roy Distiff. Oh, wait. Aha. Pass? I see. The pass, Topher? That did pass uh, with a heart. Nice. Uh, you notice that uh, when Vaz speaks to you, that there's like a second pair of lips that's like just subtly there like imagine like you know how when you put two translucent layers on top of each other in like an image editor Ooh. It's like there are two translucent vases on top of each other doing different things <laughs> i'm not gonna call for a sandy check but it is freaky enough this is <sighs> Something he can do, I guess. I. It, it's Mr. Fast. He lives by his own rules. 
like the French. Well. Well, now. I, I do, I do hope you recognize my, uh, recognize the situation before you, but you are unfortunately within, uh, not the enemy, but within the, uh, adversary's, uh, home turf, you know. I'm certainly saying we should ride the careful. Oh yes, be very careful. Unfortunately, you are not in my homeland. Otherwise, I'd be protecting you so much right about now. Oh, that's so sweet of you. Waste your homeland in case we're going there. Oh right, you weren't there for the song. Well, it's an Indiana way. And I'm not going to explain what that means, because that'd be spoilers now. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see if we ever end up in your home. I suspect you will. In fact, I know you will. Well, that means we won't die horribly, then. Nice I never know said someone's that. taking tights on us. <laughs> These are visions of what most likely could be. Not necessarily what will be. Well, then you don't know the new coy little man. Indeed. I just have very... Uh, I believe the word a friend of mine once used is omnitemporant. I see the future, but the future is never set in stone. Like the French. <laughs> uh, it's always. Why is it always the French? This man couldn't be any less French. I don't know. I think I'm onto something. <laughs> and, and at this point, Vaz puts on, like, you know, white face makeup and then proceeds to do a mime routine. What the? You know. Oh, he France. operates into cartoon logic. Very nice. No, 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 no. Well, I do believe you have a train to catch, and with that, I better be on my way as well. He takes his flute, he then, like, you know, puts it down, he stops the music, the snake goes into its basket, and then he extends his flute, and it turns into a stick, and the basket turns into, like, the end of his hobo bag, and he swings it back onto himself, and he goes, Miss seeing y'all around. And he walks nice. behind a column and disappears. Ta-ta! Uh, <laughs> if you want to collect your thoughts on that, feel free, but... Uh, feel well, that... I don't quite know what sort of feeling that's given me about what's happening next. There are things wow. that make sense in the world, there are elder things, and then there's Mr. Faust. Yeah. <laughs> well, he said he'd see us later, I trust him, that's good enough for me. Let's carry on. <laughs> All aboard! Yeah, we keep yeah. track of our luggage. 
and yep. Yep. we head on. Uh, you all board uh, the train. You notice that Lewis is looking over his suitcase and he goes, Ah, ah they broke one of the gadgets. I have to re I have to fix the mythos detector when we get to Cairo. Aww. Uh, it'll That's have a... to. It's a shame, but uh, it'll be up and ready by the uh, before you know it. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I don't. I. As uh, you're, you know, you're on the train for now. Uh, you're rolling past the Nile. You see boats up, old old sailboats out there. You see, you know, again the these giant fields of cotton. You see also the you know the people having to work on there, uh, picking, uh, you know, picking all of that. It's at this time in 1925, Egypt had a very big cotton economy because of the English occupation, which is the only way that they're really receiving money outside of the Suez Canal. I say occupation. English, England is technically just overseeing the transition to independence at this time period. And train eventually rolls into rolls into the middle of Cairo. And the city is huge. Like you see this clash of old buildings from way back when, mosques everywhere, minarets pointing just overhead, giant temples off in the distance. And yet there's also all this French architecture, surprisingly, like very Parisian clashing with it all upon uh, you know the train's arrival it's a crowd of people like descend upon the train trying to uh convince you to like come to their hotel come to the hotel and some of them are like it may we take your baggage for you it's uh, just... we're, we're, we're gonna wait for someone who knows rama uh this one man uh shows up Ah, yes, yes, yes. Hello, sir, sir. I, I, I come to take you to the uh, Hotel du Sud. And you are? Oh, oh, yes, yes. Where are my manners? Where are my manners? My, uh, my name is, uh... Ah, yes, yes. Uh, my name is uh, Ibi, Ibi Musa. Musa, do we have a mutual friend? Uh... Yes, 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 we do. <clears throat> Looks expectantly. Uh, yes. Uh, and then he begins to go. He's lying. He's lying through his teeth right now. <laughs> Get out of here, you. <sighs> Fine, and he just grumbles under his breath. Nice try, though. Hey, <laughs> compliment him. He might try again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then you just see like this young child walk up, and it's like, 
uh, and he just like his English ain't the best, but he is uh, what is, but he is a, uh, but he is a uh, a dragoman, which are like uh, these interpreters for this area. So his English is pretty okay, and he says, uh, "Friends of Rama Hotep." Yep. Ah, yes, yes. Uh, come with, come with me. Come with me. Uh, we've we've arranged for you a a, a hot a stay at the uh, at the Alexandra. I will psychology him for good effort. Oh, yep, yep, yep. Go right ahead. That is a successful. Uh, yeah, yeah. You're oh, able yeah. to go to, uh, you know, a very, uh, a very nice, fancy hotel. It's the, uh, the Alexandria. It's at, it's in the, uh, the new city district of town, which is, uh, the more European center where the, uh, where English residents live. Uh, you make your way over there. It's a very Parisian-styled hotel, very, uh, very upper class, very, uh, very always at it's your service. It's not on the map. Is it? Uh, it's not on the map, unfortunately. This is actually okay. a real place, but uh, it's not marked on the map. Uh, but yeah, you're in the uh, the new town area, so that would be if you're curious where that is on the map, and I can totally tell you where that is. Uh, it's a whereabouts. It's about near uh, where you see. Uh, number 11, the Egyptian Museum. So you're not far. Okay. So we're pretty no, close. <laughs> <laughs> so we're pretty close to the Nile then. Yeah, you're very close to the Nile. Like, you have a good cool. view of the Nile. And, uh, yeah, that's uh, where, you'll, where you'll be staying. Uh, it's currently about the middle of the day. On uh, Tuesday the tenth, so you are free to uh, go wherever uh, to go wherever you want, or arrange what you want to do. Pyramid. You want to arrange a pyramid expedition? You totally can. Hell yeah! Are we gonna do it? Are we gonna seek the room out? <laughs> what does that have to do with anything? We're in Egypt. What in Rome? <laughs> Uh, if you want me to point you to like what leads you have, uh, I can. But I remember, I'll let you figure, I remember one of them. I remember one of them. Yeah. We are, while we're you know, bustling around Cairo and enjoying our lives, we have to look for something called the uh, what was it? Street? Was it the Road of Jackals or the Street of Jackals or something? The Street of Jackals. That was it. Uh, yes. In that was in one addition, of our leads. In addition, uh, Charlie, you would know that the book uh, Toprak was reading, where he found that idea of the room, or at least, I, I don't know if Toprak, you want to say this, but that book was found amongst Carlisle, er, uh, Roger Carlyle's personal collection. Okay. So that's why it's a valid lead. Yeah, and fortunately, the Street of Yakels is marked out on our map. Yep. It's a fictitious street, unfortunately. But yes, you can go to the Street of Jackals. Well, if it's a fictitious street, I don't want to visit. I so. mean, like, in real life. In-game, <laughs> it's real. I just want to, you know, make notes for the viewer about, like, if you want to go to Cairo, do not expect to find the Street of Jackals. You will be disappointed. 
Sorry. I'm trying to refine which of the documents mentions the suite of records. I can so many documents. It's uh, the first one in the series in the in the pins actually. Uh, dear Mr. Carlisle. So a name that I think is Faraz Nayar? Faraz Nayar, yes. Yeah. Is who we look for. Mm -hmm. And are those the only leads we have to reach? I don't know. Those I'm so out of the loop. Those are basically it. You have everything. Faraz Nayar in the Street of Jackals. There's the other guy uh, who signed the letter, Mr. Warren Bessart, mm -hmm. uh, which you could look into. And there's the mysterious room that uh, Toprak learned about. No. Well, for the room, we'd have to investigate first anyway, wouldn't we? Uh, yeah. Because we can't, uh, as much as just random pyramid sightseeing is fun, uh, we probably make sure we're actually going to the right one. Yeah. Research. Hell, you can go to the Cairo University slash the Cairo Museum. It's right next door. I'd rather go to a university than go visit some pyramids. Just know it will take a while. You do have to like arrange an expedition or arrange a camel voyage. Excuse me, I right thought we were here to figure out whatever Bennett was looking uh, looking into, but if we're doing vacation, then I'll just be on the beach. We are here. We are here to work. It's true. Didn't didn't you say the expedition visited the uh, the pyramids? Uh, yes, in the newspapers. You would see that they uh, visited Giza at one point. Oh. Hmm. There you go. We have reason to go there. I, I think we should chase down everything. Even if it's only got the most tenuous connection, we can't be too informed, can we? That's my point. We should make sure, if it was Giza, that that was the only place they went. So we're not just fooling around in the dark. Hmm. That is true. Surely there must be people here they are, records that were kept. Since we are in Cairo, why not look into everything that's in Cairo before we head out to the pyramids? Yes. Oh no, actually, our group never do, does that. Let's just skip ahead to the film. No, let's not skip! No, we, we have to We have to break the mold! Slow down! <laughs> so we're going to the pyramid, Nash. <laughs> Alright, well, you know, wow. <laughs> to do the elaborate thing. No, no, you don't get to just know where a secret room is. You have to find out about the secret room. What's your okay, let's... <laughs> Let's slow our butts down. Let's 
start someplace practical. I mean, surely we can just find the room if we go to it. It's fine. Yeah, sure. Oh. <laughs> no, we're doing this the old-fashioned way this Where time. at least two of us can read Egyptian hieroglyphs. Some of those will tell us. So, Street of Jackals, <laughs> uh, Pyramids, the Museum, what are we doing? I guess Where you can also go to the Museum to investigate both the expedition and the uh, room. That could work. So... Charlie uh, wants to go to the Streets of Jackals, but uh, he won't do that alone. I'd say uh, let's do some reading first. Uh, let's start with some research. More reading. Uh, the if they're reading, Charlie is visiting the museum. You All can right. go oh, early on. a librarian or something. I don't know what you're doing in your free time. Right. No splitting the party. There's only three of us playing today. No, that's fine. You, uh, That's perfectly fine. I mean, if you want to split for research purposes, going to visit the museum and visit the university, they're not too I mean, far the Yeah, exactly. The museum uh, is the university on the map? Uh, it's not on the map, but the university is linked to the museum, so like they're very close to each other. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so Charlotte not... is not sitting in a corner while you guys are reading. So... <laughs> Well, <laughs> he is going to do something. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, so, uh, if you're going to do research at the library, then you uh, can do research at the museum. That's uh, They are not far apart from each other in this regard, and that would not uh, be splitting the party too much. Yeah, I'm good with that. Mm-hmm. Good plan. Okay. Ah, there he is. Uh, so, uh, we will do Charlie in the museum first. Uh, looking around the, the museum, it's, again, it's filled with artifacts of Egyptology, mummies, artifacts, uh, canopic jars, etc., etc., but looking around a bit more, you do find, uh, you know, that there is sort of an exception about, you know, like, oh, Egyptian beliefs and uh, occult artifacts for, like, more touristy people. And uh, there's this one guy you uh, you bump into. And uh, he just goes, oh, uh, hello. Are you looking for anything, sir? Or... Uh... I am, as a matter of fact. Uh, 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 what are you looking into? I'm helping a mate of mine look into some hieroglyphics about the layout of pyramids, you know. Just stories on how built up from hmm. uh, that sort of thing. You can just put me to the right way and we have things like that. 
yes, yes, let me uh, uh, walk with you to uh, what you're researching. Uh, uh, who is this friend of yours? Clara Manning. Clara Manning. He's going to make a luck. Uh, I want you to make a luck check for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why do I know that name? And he he could. You wouldn't happen to know a, a Bennett Price, would you? I would. He mentioned her in passing, actually. Well, that's excellent. One mutual friends. Is... Ah, yes, yes. Uh, uh, forgive me. My name is uh Doctor Ali Kafour. Only a couple. Pleasure. I'm Charlie Sue. Pleased to meet you, Charlie. Uh, cut two. Uh, all right. So, Clara and uh, Toprak, you're both at the library. What topic are you wanting to look into? Uh, hmm. Mm -hmm. We could split it up or could work together. I'm not sure what you would prefer. I say we team up. Two heads are better than one. Right? All right. Yeah. Let's first then just dig up some more stuff about the um, extradition. Uh, yeah, give me some library use checks. Uh, bah, bah, bah. Hmm. Oh, there. Uh, yeah, that still passes. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, with that pass, you discover... There's not a lot of news clippings that you didn't already have from other papers, but looking around at the dates of, like, you know, like everything from when the Carlisle Expedition would have been there, you find this. <laughs> Mysterious fire. Oh. Right, while you read that over, uh, Charlie, uh, Doctor Ali takes you uh, into like a into like a, the more restricted parts of the museum where like research and curation happens, uh, and he starts uh, looking around for a. Uh, for what you're looking so you're looking into uh, a room, is that correct? Charlie? I was muted. There we go. Then it is hard to communicate. Yes, it was very hard to communicate. Uh, but Charlie, you were wanting to look into a room, correct? Indeed, I'm looking into hieroglyphic descriptions of layouts of the of the different pyramids. Uh, one moment. I think I might have something that might be of some use. He Thanks. pulls out a giant old dusty tome and he lays it down. Flips that thing open. To be fair, I've never really bought into whatever this thing has been saying, but 
I have read that it has some interesting layouts written in there. I do know old Arabic, but my hieroglyph is a bit rusty. Well, let's see what we can unearth, shall we? Uh, reading through this tome for a bit, uh, you, you glance a couple of passages uh, that talks about uh, the ancient ruler of Egypt, Nefram Ka. Uh, it discusses, you know, his rule, uh, you know, some modifications he did to a couple of the pyramids. And it specifically discusses uh, that there is a, yes, I can spell for you. Nefrenka, there we go. Nefren, there you go. Nefrenka. Thank you. Uh, discusses this pharaoh as a tyrant, and this one text in particular, the Arabic reads that he's like this monster. But the hieroglyphs that were transposed onto it discuss that there is, underneath an unnamed pyramid, there is a brick with a scarab on it. And that if you push that, it reveals a passageway deeper beneath the pyramid in what was at first perceived in, the, in what is called the first throne room, or the false throne room, depending on your translation. So, an unnamed tomb, mm -hmm. the false throne room, have a scarab brick. There'll be this one brick with the scarab. If you press it, it leads you to a, a passageway to the real throne room. All right. Cut Is there oh. anything he could discover in the whereabouts of this particular tomb? Hmm. He's going to make an old Arabic check. Vaguely, all it really says is south of Memphis. South of Memphis, okay. Well, it's good to know in case we're not. Yeah. Good way to go back to the office. All right. Uh, cut back to the library. So after looking over that old news article you were able to dig up, uh, what do you want to try looking into next? Um. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we could do the room or the oddities that you know of right now, the, the creatures right here. The street. Come again? <coughs> Don't die in the meantime. Sorry. Thank you. My pleasure. Not die. Wow. Just right, worth yeah, noting, Jekyll even though well, Yeah, because that's this this guy, this Faraz Najar, has that's where his shop was. That should be easy enough to find here. Alright. Mm -hmm. I'll give it a read. You want to check uh, for that? Clara makes yep. the library check this roll. Makes the library use okay. roll for this one. <laughs> that shouldn't be too... No. 
<laughs> All you get is the normal trivial information about the Street of Jackals. It's a merchant street. Uh, it's filled with uh, tons of different shops. You find an old article discussing when uh, not uh, when uh, when that uh, shop was initially open, and it turns out it's an antiques dealer. Hmm. Okay, this is more my area of expertise, at least. So at least you know what you're getting into with Najar. Makes me feel better. Meanwhile, back at the museum. Uh, uh, he closes up the tome, uh, concluding that there's really not much else he can get out of it, and he uh, puts it back up under the entry Al-Azif, and then goes back to a huh, bunch of, again, mad ramblings of some guy. But if they yield any result, I will uh, please let me know. Uh, it's a shame. Uh, Bennett asked into this, but I never got the chance. I was busy with a meeting. Do you have anything else he asked for? A little bit. He kept asking about the Carlisle expedition. Did you manage to unearth anything about that? Uh, I was there for that, but I don't remember anything uh, distinct or special about it. Uh, well, you know, I was there to help them be on their way and to get to the, you know, and get to the pyramids and uh, uh, secure the rights to any artifacts that they uncovered. But I mostly stayed here throughout the whole affair. Remember which pyramids they ended up visiting? Uh, they visited Giza, the Memphis Ruins, and the Bent Pyramid. In that order? Uh, in that order, heading southward. Right. Oh, Thank and, you, uh, that's very useful to know. Oh, and, uh, I guess I should mention this? I've never really brought it up, I'm not really much of a gossip, but if you're curious, I... I, I Sir Aubrey Penhew, uh, I had a, a, an immense respect for the man. I, I still do. Uh, God rest his soul. But, uh, I just... He's holding himself back. Thus, do you mean that... Like, he's just like he's getting second thoughts about saying this. Okay, I, uh, I, I thought you meant that he, that Penhu was holding himself back. <laughs> no, 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 like he, like uh, Doctor Ali is holding himself back. Okay, it's obviously distressing to you. Yes, it was just so out of character for him. What was exactly? He was just... He was just so incredibly rude to me. He he he, he came back from the Bent Pyramid. He was getting ready for that... Uh, he, the, when they were going to go on safari. And uh, I asked him, you know, did they find anything? And he just snapped at me. Quite rudely. I just assumed he was having a bad day. But ever since then, you know, it just... I never asked him what was wrong. I, I've always felt like maybe that maybe I had something to do with their death. I, I just, I wish it's I said not something. That you before he set out on this expedition. 
to 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 Kenya, yes. I talked to him before the expedition to the pyramids, but that was And then he was all friendly with you. And you say yeah. he was a changed man. Yes. Like there was something odd about him. Correct. It's very useful that you mentioned. I thank you. Yes. Is there one last thing I could trouble you with? Uh, whatever you, whatever you want, sir. Well, speaking of expedition, does the name Yak Brady ring a bell? I I met him. Yes, yes, sir. He was one. He was with the Carlisles at the time. Yeah, exactly. Did he uh, go with them south? Uh, yes, he went with them to the pyramids, but I remember him uh, returning to Cairo before everyone else. He came back before them? Uh, yes, I wish I had time to speak with him, but uh, I, I, I heard from some colleague of mine uh, that he suffered of heat stroke, I think? Heat stroke? Where yes. did he go? Uh, once he was rested, he decided that he needed to take some time off, I think. You have any, you have any idea if he checked into any hospital or such? I wouldn't know. But he returned before the others and had heat strokes and then abandoned the expedition? I don't know if he abandoned them. Uh, I never got the really chance to talk with him. We weren't really on speaking terms. No, of course. But he did not uh, go south with them afterward. I, I can't say if they did. I, I don't. I don't know if he did or if he didn't. It's unclear to me. If that makes sense. That makes sense. Thank you. It's immensely helpful. Uh, you're welcome, sir. Again, my dearest condolences for your friend. Beware, just Cairo's a dangerous city. I understand. I'll be on the look. I hope you don't mind if I made the assumption that you mentioned what happened to Bennett at some point while you were off screen. No problem. I I, I don't want to I just realized he just said that out of the blue without any previous context that you told him. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> but we probably talked about it. It's you fine. probably want to talk about it, yeah. He seems trustworthy enough. Yeah. Meanwhile, back at the library. Yeah, with no uh, turn-ups on anything else on the street of Jackals, it's looking like things are awash. <sighs> Good. Let's try. Just, hmm. Informing with the people in the town, in the city. Try and find this Mr. Najjar. Maybe have a talk with him. Yeah. Hmm. Probably your best move. Probably. There we up then for that. Yeah. We'll all go together. <laughs> uh, on the way out, you uh, bump into... Uh, there's this one guy who's uh who's walking in. He's uh 
feeling the the desks near him as he's like you know walking his way over. Sir, do you need any help? Oh, uh, forgive me. I uh, I am blind. Uh, can you just uh, guide me to? Uh, uh, can you just guide me to sit down somewhere? I'm my assistant is going to be reading to me in a second. Sure. I'll grab your hand. Ah, uh, yes. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Toprock, can you please roll me an education check? Well, I can certainly do that. <laughs> you know this man, and you are familiar with his work. This is Taha Hussein. Uh, he is a scholar and one of the most controversial uh, figures in the Islamic world right now. Oh, go on. Uh, he did some research into uh, into Arabic poetry that was considered to be before the Quran, and he and doing some linguistic study, he came to the conclusion this had to be written post-Quran, which is very scandalous because it would mean that there's basically this very sensual, very, for lack of a better word, erotic poetry that would be written and approved by the prophet. This is considered, like, very scandalous within the, within the time. And currently, right now, Egypt is torn in the same way Turkey is between secularism versus uh, uh, versus uh, uh, traditionalism. With uh, with Taha Hussein being very much on the more secular side of things. He's got balls. Wow. Yeah. Uh, thank you, sir. You're very kind. What? I I know your work. Ah, I'm a big fan. Ah, I I didn't know I didn't know that the news of my work made it all the way back to Turkey. It's You're speaking true. in Arabic to each other right now. Your Turkish accent is very apparent. <laughs> I thought as much. If you don't mind me asking, what are you researching at the moment? Well, uh, currently I'm continuing to back up the scandal, we'll call it. 1924 was not a kind year to me. No, I can imagine. Uh, but I'm continuing to look more into this. Uh, gotta say, there is a lot more, uh, there are a lot more things written in, uh, uh, there are a lot more Arabic works that have been read, that have been, that have been read to me now, and I think that they are very, very interesting to be looking into. Specifically, I've, I've been hearing about, you know, like, uh, that apparently there's been more than one uh, more than one prophet story. It's a it, it it's a reoccurring theme in my research of people wandering the desert and receiving visions. Oh, well, that would be revolutionary. Indeed, <laughs> there's just a bunch of poems, all mostly in Arabic. Sometimes, I think I found one or two that I heard was written in Hebrew. 
But still, it's a common reoccurring theme enough. I'm curious if there's like any cases of it in the modern day. Perhaps we could explain it then. Keep fighting the good fight. I know one thing for certain. Your name will be remembered in history. Uh, it already is. Uh, you don't, was it, you don't go flipping over the final exam to become one of the scholars of Islam and not get, and not get a, and, uh, not get a reputation for it. <laughs> uh, be, uh, good luck, Mr. Demir. Ah, I've met your father, actually. Have you? Ah, uh, yes, yes, he was a good friend of mine. On what occasion, if I may ask? Uh, he was in he was in Egypt on a uh, archaeology an archaeology expedition. I provided him some useful translations. Ah, uh, yes, that this old man. Yeah. Rest in peace. <sighs> yes, indeed. Ah, yes, my assistant is here. Uh, in walks in uh, uh his. In walks in his wife, who's also, you know, been very helpful as an assistant. He met her in France, actually, when he was getting a, what could only best be described as a doctorate in undeclared. <laughs> he, he did that. <laughs> All right. And uh, with that, you, you get on your way to the Street of Jackals. Hope you enjoyed uh, Nash's historical tirades. I, I love doing these. <laughs> I do wonder, how did you ever come across him? I, I took a class on modern Egypt, and I am just, like, going, he is amazing. Oh. Like, Taha, he, he writes several autobiographies about himself that are worth reading. Mm-hmm. He's also just so cool. He is. I love the way you just throw this him. stuff in, it's amazing. Oh, yeah. Real quick, here's a picture of him and his wife. No. Islamic history is so interesting. I it's a shame I don't know more about it. Uh, I say Egypt's a good place to start if you want to do a good modern history course on. I'm biased, but I do think it's a good place to go with it. <laughs> There's a lot of like a lot of uh, I think the the modern issues we deal with in the Middle East can trace some, if not most, of its origins to Egypt. Ah. Uh. And this is one of them. All right, with that out of the way, uh, the three of you uh, reconvene right outside in the uh, in the local square. You see, uh, you know, it's like you're in this. Uh, it's kind of a roundabout in the middle of town. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's still in the very European part of town, and again, it looks like you're in the middle of Paris. There's this one uh, really modern Art Deco building that called the Jacobin Building that I think is under construction at this time. Uh, and you gather outside. Feel free if you want to like exchange information, or if you just want to get going to the street jackals, we totally can. Well, <laughs> basically, we're going antiquing. <laughs> yep. We're, we're not. It's a joke. It's a joke. <laughs> well, wonderful. Hmm. 
I met an old friend of Bennett's. Oh yeah? How'd that go? It went well. I was looked into the Carlisle expedition. I learned at least the general areas of the three pyramids that I ended up visiting. And possibly the location of a secret room. A secret a secret room what? In the pyramid or Yes. Wow. Okay, that's next on the list, but first we've gotta find this It's on the list name. for when we're leaving Cairo. It's still on the list. Shush. All right. So off. So off you trot, or uh, anything else you want to get out there? It seems not. All right. Off you go. On your way over, it's a bit of a walk in order to get over there, but there are public trams you can take, which will speed things up. But I would like to ask for spot hidden checks from everybody. Yep. <laughs> yep, pass. Yeah, you all see it. As you're riding down on the uh, on the tram line, you glance up at a building, and you see what looks to be the tall, thin man with the hat and the plague doctor's mask. Now, Toprek, you slam him with your spell. <laughs> you really want that already? <laughs> if you can do it for a moving ground, do it. You gonna do it? You gonna do it? Do, do it. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're in no position to capitalize on that, so. No, I. I... Alright, does anyone want to play Mance? Uh... He's like way far up on the top of a building. Yeah, and it's like, if we were remotely close to him and not in a moving vehicle, I'd be up for doing that. I mean, uh, <laughs> the range but... is crazy high, you know that, right? Yeah, but what the thing the is, you you do that, uh, you knock him out. By the time we catch up to him, he might have woken up and moved, or been moved by someone else. As long as he doesn't solve the building... I mean, that could happen too, in which case he dies. So, yeah. Like... And no one knows why. <laughs> which is not a win for us, because we sort of should ha, try and find out. We can't out find out who he is if he's dead. Yeah, do we get our XP? I, I mean, to be fair, finding out who he is when he's dead is probably remarkably easy. It's just uh, how useful will that information be at that point? Hmm. I think no, it's Yak Brady. I think, I, I think it's Yak Brady. I, I'm, I'm not gonna try this. We're in no danger. I might need <laughs> this still. 
What makes you think it's Jack Brady? I just think it's Jack Brady. Ah, I see. It's, it's Jack Brady or Carlisle. Jack Brady or Carlisle. Oh, oh, oh. it now. No, but you see, we actually saw him face-to-face in the library back in New York. Yeah, and it would have pinged on one of our radars. Yeah, we did. He was, he was fairly close, actually. I followed him. I think it's Jack Friday. It might actually be. But anyways, we're not going to do anything about it from onboard a moving tram. So... Eventually you get to the old district, and it's very much in contrast to the European district. It's tight, there's tunnels, nooks, and alleyways, old arches, and again, a distinct increase in the number of minarets from mosques around the area. Like, just as you're pulling into this part of town, the call to prayer is issued. And as you continue to, you know, walk down into the, into the street of jackals, as you feel sort of the streets begin to arch in and impose upon you a little bit as it gets narrower. The sun is beginning to set. It's almost closing time. But the shops haven't closed yet. And eventually you do find, uh, you do find his shop. It's small. It's got a sign in three languages. One in French, which uh, none of you can read right now. One in English, which says antiques, and the one that Toprak can also read, which is in Arabic, which reads Faraz uh, Najar. Hmm, antiques. They're, they're all the same sign, it's just. <laughs> you gotta go in? Yep. No, now we head back. Okay, cool. Uh, Bye, Charlie. So want... Have fun. Uh, you enter in. There's this very big man. He's wearing like a very traditional clothes. That's very you know white. Uh, I forget what the name of it is. You know, it's a robe sort of thing. Uh, he has a turban. And, very white uh, robe. Yeah, and he. Uh, you, you also notice that the distinctly his face has uh, that has a giant burn mark on its side. You know, like. His face is severely scarred. Yeah. Uh, yes, hello. Welcome to the, to the antiques. Feel free to uh, look around. Greetings. Hello. Feel free to look around. Uh, please do not touch unless I am uh, there to... Uh, make sure that you don't break anything. <laughs> he stands behind his counter. Uh, <clears throat> Mr. Najar? Right? Uh, yes, that is my name. Hi. Uh, would it be possible to talk to you, perhaps, uh, one, one antique dealer to another? Oh, oh, yes, a fellow dealer of fine antiques. Well, may I interest you in our more premium collection? For example, this very nice scimitar I have here would fetch you a good price back in, uh, back in, uh, America? Yes. Ah, yes, yes. 
Oh, you know what? Just for the sake of the bit, can I examine the thing? Uh, uh he 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 picks up. He hands it. Uh, you know, he lets you hold it. Hmm. Good uh, weight. I'm gonna do. Genuine. Can I do an appraisal? See what it's like. Give me an appraisal. <laughs> do you need help? No, I don't need help. I just want to make this look. I don't want to make this look like an interrogation. I want to come at him naturally. I want to freak him out. So, appraise. So I'm doing my <laughs> trying to look like a professional before I spring him with the really awful questions. That is a regular pass. So. Uh yeah, no, it's a genuine, uh, pretty good value actually. You could uh, easily like you know make like a good thousand dollars off of that thing. That I would have to get at home. Yep. <laughs> if, if you're looking for something more small, I do have genuine, uh, uh, genuine artifacts here. Uh, perhaps I can interest you in this uh, hand, in this uh, old hand-carved uh, bone with a bunch of camels on it. That's bone, not ivory. Right. Uh, or mm. perhaps you're more interested in uh, more occult wares for uh, your clientele back there. In which case, I have uh, old uh, bronze trinkets uh, in, in with symbols on them. Old bronze trinkets with symbols. Ah! Yeah. I wouldn't mind a, a quick look at those. Yeah, you see a couple of them. Uh, give me a Cthulhu Mythos check. Nice. No, <laughs> that's a failed check. Yeah, <laughs> there might be something mythos related here. You'd have to try again later, but if you're willing to blind buy, huh? Screw it. I'm wealthy. <laughs> I'll blind buy. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, uh, tell me what social skill do you want to try to use? Because he is gonna haggle. Uh, lip. Um, that's how we do it here. I know. I know. And. We all know how social Clara is, don't we? Yeah. I'm gonna get shafted. <laughs> um, charm, please. It's the best I got. All right. Uh, he's gonna. Ro you're gonna roll charm versus his willpower. Oh fuck. Okay. Go. <laughs> uh, he charges you full price. Fine. I have a kind of problem with that. You do pick up a few of them. Uh, if you're willing to do a Cthulhu Mythos roll in like a couple of in-game hours, you can get a closer inspection later. Yeah. But you get a couple of them. Uh, that does set down your credit rating by two. Uh, but you didn't draw from the trust's personal funds. That's that's a minus two credit rating, yeah? Yeah. Always happy to make a deal. Ah, well, thank you very much. Um... While we're at it, would you mind awfully if I perhaps asked you a few questions about something that happened several years ago? He gets suspicious. Like what? There was a fire here, wasn't there? Uh, yes, yes, there was. I mean, points at his face. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> I keep walking into these by accident, I'm sorry. Well done, Clauda, well done. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, yeah, I... That must have been... That must have been dreadful. 
indeed. Very, uh, very sorry, but it's, it seems you've oh, made a really good go at fixing the place back up. Uh, indeed, I have. Eh, shops reopened, I got a new warehouse. Uh, the community has been very, very helpful. Uh, uh, I, I made a, a very good friend of mine, uh, uh, Hassan Albana. He's uh, very, uh, he very much uh, was able to uh, get me the people I needed to uh, fix my problem. Hmm. Was uh, Hassan Albana? Hassa oh, Albana. It, uh, it was Craig. Uh, no, Craig just was being mad. Don't worry about it. Eh, screw Craig. Actual person, Hassa and Balna will found the Muslim Brotherhood in three years. Nice. Nice. Uh, uh... So, what exactly happened? You, you know, aside from the shop catching on fire. What, what really went on? He looks left. He looks right. He makes a spot hidden check. He just makes sure that he keeps that scimitar near him just in case. Does the name Brotherhood of the Black Pharaoh mean anything to you? Charlie, you're allowed to say it does if you want to, since Rama is aware of them and you have spent time with him. Yeah. He, he, he begins to get a little nervous and starts to shake. He wants to draw the sword. How do you know them? Do you work for them? Look at me, man. I'm the one they have nightmares of. Uh, if you're trying to intimidate, it's not going to work on him. He is more afraid of the Brotherhood than he is of you. He is trying to use his... Uh, intimidate to imply that he is an enemy of them uh, and um, willing to fight them. In that case, I will allow you to roll intimidate. That's not quite an... Oh yeah, it is an extreme. He He views you as threatening enough that like you you've made your case that you are an enemy to them in that way since you're not directly threatening him he 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 puts the sword back in its sheath a bit more and he goes we can't discuss it here meet me tomorrow one o'clock at the and you make sure I get the name right at the uh, Ibn Tulun Mosque. All right. Tell no one. At this point, I think Charlie also wants to have a sort of look over each other just to see if anyone's listening to them. Yeah, go right ahead. That's a successful spot hidden. No one's watching except for Birdman. <laughs> Darn it, Birdman. But from like a rooftop. From another rooftop, just 
far away from he can't here. hear us unless he has like bat hearing uh, he can probably read lips to be fair uh it's my guess from all the way over there yeah he might have binoculars in his mask we have our backs to the window i hope uh yes except for uh yeah but if we have our backs to the window then this guy doesn't yeah, except for Faraz yeah, Najar, so he's like the only one whose lips can be red. But it's really hard to, given the fact that, like, you know, burnt face. Burn. Yeah, yeah, We're, we should be fine. Let's not let's not panic too much. Yeah. <laughs> Meet me, Ibn Tulun Mosque, one o'clock. Will be. All the shops close at one o'clock. Okay. We reopen it too. It's it's a custom. Mm-hmm. Of course. Uh, thank thank you. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Now, exit here as if you just made another purchase. Is uh, is there anything here with he uh, hieroglyphs on it? Uh, is there anything with hieroglyphs on it? Yeah. A uh, couple of things, and I will uh, relay to you what that information was later. I will explain what that hieroglyphs check for earlier was. Uh, it was more like that. Then Charlie's gonna buy one of those. Oh yes, yes, yes. Uh, there is something. Uh, there seems to be this. Uh... Yes, uh, there seems to be this old, uh, you know, sort of like rock with some hieroglyphs and carved on it. Yeah, it's good enough. Yeah, things. And he just whispers, "Things of forgery. Just pay me a few pounds." I'll give it back tomorrow. Shall I pay him a few pounds? Yeah. All right. Uh, pleasure doing business, any waves. And you. Bye-bye. Charlie will not wave. <laughs> of course. I'm going to wave. Of course, Charlie will not wave. Bye, wave. And with enthusiasm. Bye. <laughs> Congratulations! Uh, I'm, uh, congratulations are in order. You really navigated that situation very well because he had oh. like a trigger word, and if you said it, he would have gotten very scared. What was the word? Carlisle expedition. Hey. Oh, thank God we didn't mention the actual purpose for being there. Yeah. Well, that... Oh yeah, I suspect, suspect there's not uh, as much since like, the moment anyone said the words Carlisle expedition, he was gonna freak the fuck out, and then uh, Chekhov's sword would have been fired. <laughs> so what I'm hearing is I should have bought the sword, and then nah, he wouldn't nah, have had anything to attack us with. <laughs> yeah, should have bought the scimitar. <laughs> should have bought the scimitar. <clears throat> but I got these. Uh... Interesting. What are they like? Tokens, coins? Uh, there's like giant little copper discs with like uh ancient uh, etchings upon them. Hmm. Also, it's getting pretty late in the evening. <sighs> Shall we call it a night, everyone? James Reasonable. As long as you're done over there, I think so. Is that Birdman still, like, eyeballing us? Spot him. <laughs> okay. mm. Oh, wow. Oh. Oh, no. 
It all falls to you. He might be looking at you. You don't know. I think they've lost the way. I'm suddenly very disoriented. I can't see a thing. It, the city is just filled with so many... Huh, you, you, you actually, because of that fumble, meander the city a bit longer than you should. Like, you stay out a little bit late. And your pockets don't get picked or anything, but you do end up in a part of town you're... I don't think is on any map. I was almost hoping you would make us progress by failing, but of course you're not so nice. <laughs> you're just in, like, this random part of the old town. There's, like, old... Like, the, like there's, like, tents everywhere. There's, like, a little shrine in the middle of it. Sure you didn't take hmm. a wrong turn somewhere there, Manny. I think I might have done. I'm sorry. Uh, where to now? I don't know. I This is significantly bigger than Arkham and... Oh, while we're here, Sean will look at that. He won't touch them. You're going to look at the shrine? Yeah. No touch. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, give me a... Uh... Roll of uh, just actually give me a luck roll. Give me a, give me a good old luck roll. Good old luck roll. Good old Success. luck roll. Success. So like you're you're wandering close, and it's this like little it's a tiny shrine. It's very like classical Egyptian, you know. Mm -hmm. And it's got a cat on it, like one of those. Statues of like you know like the of an Egyptian black cat you know just like sitting there looking at tent. It's like over some. It's like on some sort of altar thing. And uh, you notice that while you're uh, approaching this, that there's like this poster that says, "Someone stole my scroll. If you find it, please return it." <laughs> Someone stole my scroll. Yes. Is there a description of the scroll? Just says written in hieroglyph. Okay. That... Alright. Sure. I'll Why didn't you look for a scroll of hi hieroglyphs? Huh. Charlie, was it you? When the fuck would I have been able to steal a scroll? It's happened before. But when would I have had the time? I don't know what you get up to when you're not around. And you already you know, said you'd been here before, so... <laughs> yeah, like two months ago. Yeah? How long has the sign been there? And it... No, it's newly written to me. Okay, I'll trust you this time. <laughs> yeah, we obviously don't have the scroll right now. So. We don't have scroll nope. right now, so move along. I know she was, she was just fucking with you. It's okay. No, I was just uh, meaning that as a point of. Well, yeah. I don't think we're staying around. Yep, navigate checks, please. Nope. Yep. 
Uh-oh. This is just if even if you fail, you'll get back. I just want to see if how how long this takes. If one nope. of you passes, this goes very quickly. Nope. My thirteen wasn't enough for this. Nobody. Nope. 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 Okay. Yep. Yeah, this takes like a couple of hours to find your way back, but eventually you do. You meander your way back to the hotel. You eventually get in there. Uh. Though you swear at one point you took a very bizarre wrong turn and just heard a man just like singing out loud some like German drinking song at one point meandering through the streets. And he just, you know, like that's the weird sights you see on the way back to the on the way back to the uh, to the hotel. And Toprock. No. Now you have your own room for the for these hotel rooms. You're the head of the trust. You you deserve this privilege. Mm-hmm. So me and Clara share. Uh, you and Lewis share. Poor Lewis. Poor Lewis. <laughs> Poor Lewis. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, but as you like enter into this room, you see uh, uh, there's just like uh this one. A woman sitting in a chair. She's wearing a hijab. She's smoking a cigarette. uh, And just kind of like waiting for you to come in. Do make yourself comfortable. I already have. Uh, She she takes off the hijab and it's it's the spy Elena Costanza. Who was on the Blue Train Black Knight scenario from long ago. Oh. She works for MI6. She's the uh, represent. She like represents uh, them on behalf of the trust. Hello, Mister Demille. Hello. Do you have a message from trust from me? To me. Yes, uh, I have a message from MI6 for you, but uh, this one is classified, so I'm afraid you'll have to keep this one top secret. Then I better make sure Charlie isn't standing on the other side of the door again. Looks looks through the looks through the aisle. You're fine. Alright. So now let me be perfectly clear. I want to fund this organization as much as I can, but I'm currently in Egypt on business. England has a lot of interests in making sure that she gets to keep her colony. Understand? Yes, understood. You know how I don't like to interfere with political... I know you don't, sir, but I must make this clear. MI6 will only keep funding the trust under one condition. I need you to allow us to use uh, the trust as a base of operations for MI6 operatives. So you're just pulling just, this out of your ass right now? Just, just just, stationing a couple of spies. Just to keep an eye on, on what's happening all over the world. It is very important that we keep an eye out for these things. After all, if we are to continue fighting the mythos, the British government does need to have some insight to all of this. 
Your acting like it's a myth that you care about. But, alright, you got my hand started behind my back. For how long will you use it? Uh, we'll renew every couple of years, but my only one question for you, uh, but I am somebody who's willing to make a reasonable exchange. I'm not the only spy currently in Egypt. I have a contact. Mm -hmm. Let's just say I've got, we've got friends in the newspapers. That is an. Uh, that does make keeping a colony a bit easier. Here's all you have to do. If you ever, if you ever need help, one of the if you uh, find a journalist and you ask them, "Does the sparrow fly at midnight?" and they say, "No sparrow, no sparrows fly at dawn," then you know you have a, then you have one of one of us in there, and we can give you some extra information. Tell you what we know. You won't regret this decision, Mr. Demir. And, he ex and she extends her hand. <sighs> Alright. Let's hope that this won't be needed for long, but it's a worthy exchange. Perfect. Our spies will be uh, we'll be sending one spy to go into Turkey very shortly. We have some concerns growing. Might. After all, with revolutions happening all over the Middle East right now, we have to keep. We have to make sure that we understand it, the entire situation. Imperialist. Uh, all right. Yeah. The... No, I understand. Thank, Thank the British government for continuing to funding my operation. You're welcome, Professor. She puts back the hijab on and exits. It will be worth it. It will be worth it. Ooh, is that cognitive dissonance I hear? No. It's... it's, it's Maybe. Yeah, you do get information, but if what happens to Turkey now that you've kind of sold them out, I'll see what happens. Uh, as long as my sister never finds out. Oh, God, your sister would be so pissed if she found out. Luckily, she doesn't have to know. She's in Arkham right now. What does she care? As long as I can do this. So I have to ask Charlie, did you genuinely do that or? I wasn't genuinely in the closet. I just thought it was fun to roll. It, it was funny. It's fun. Uh, she exits. Night passes uneventfully. After that. I have. And it is the dawn of the 11th of February. Mark your calendar. Yes, sir. Hmm. Done.
So you have that meeting at one o'clock today. You have some time in the yep. morning if you want to get anything handled. Can I quickly take another look at those discs, please? Yes, make your Cthulhu Mythos check. Come on, come on, I want to know what's with the discs. I want to know that I didn't just waste my money on discs. I am not destined to find out what's the deal with these discs. Nope, no clue. No, none, none whatsoever. No clue what's going on with these discs. But they sure are shiny. Could be anything. <laughs> uh, Charlie actually wants to um, head to Nayar's uh, shop and uh, shadow him on the way to the place to make sure that no one fucks with him on the way. Ooh. Uh, I will ask for a stealth check and a spot hidden. That's a critical stealth. Not critical, extreme. And I am willing to spend a few points of luck to make that spot hidden a success. Five points of luck. Alright, I will tell you everything you see and what you discover soon enough, but that just leaves Toprak and Clara by themselves for a bit. Uh, do you want to pursue anything? What do we have at the moment? Um, at what have we got that we haven't already opened? What did you say? I just said, what have we got that we haven't already got, like, on the go? Do we have a new way of information? There's at least something. Uh... I, I know. I don't really know what we look into further. Not from this short distance that we've got to cover today, anyway. No. Time to just write my journal. All right, always. Mm -hmm. Lewis is still struggling with the uh, with the mythos indicator. It's just still on the fritz. Sorry, Clara. I'd help you with the uh, with those things, but yeah. Uh, it's fine. I'd help you with the machine, but I'm worried it would explode in my hands, so you're also on your own. So it yeah. all evens out. Yep. Yeah. Uh, good luck with Najar. Uh, thank you. We'll probably need it. <laughs> Alright. You head to the meeting. You find the Ibn Tulun Mosque. Uh, here is what Charlie you find. You're able to shadow him with incredible ease. The city is very big, and you know, you know it's got, got a lot of nooks and crannies and tight corners, and you know, odd angles that you can, you know, do some really good stealthing in. It comes down to, though, the spot hidden check, and you can now be very confident no one is following you. Not even the Birdman. Awesome. Arriving at the... you Arriving at the mosque, he takes the back entrance. Clara and Toprak, you're at the front entrance. Yeah, Charlie's gonna, uh, once he's gone into the back entrance, Charlie's gonna uh, round about and come in through the front. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Charlie shows up. Oh, there you are. Yeah. 
Come, let's chat with him. <laughs> yeah. Wonder what he's got. Probably right. nothing good. As you uh, proceed to enter the mosque, a man with a box, uh, like hit, like hits it with a cane and goes, <clears throat> "Ma'am." Hmm? Yes. <clears throat> hands you a hands you a blue scarf. Oh, oh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, okay. Not a worry, tourists. <laughs> Always the same. I know. She's look, just kind of futzing with this thing. Looks at Tora Brock and goes, yeah, I know, right? Uh, trying my best here, leave me alone. Uh, in you. But, uh, in you enter. There's, like, a private, like, little, you know, room, like, that's typically made for, like, personal meetings between people. Uh, this is a common facility of a lot of mosques, since they're also made not just as prayer places, but also community centers. And so there's, like, a private room within there. He has his back towards you, uh, you have your back towards him as he's sitting there, it's like, okay, so what do you want to know? <clears throat> Just what really happened? I was working. So I have an agent. Uh, his name. His name is Warren Bassart. He's French. He gives me European clients looking for any artifacts they might need that might provide them clues or give them insight or something. Any whatever some artifacts they find they sell to me. That's our little system. Well, he set me up to help with the Carlisle expedition, and I sold them this scroll detailing the tunnels beneath the uh, beneath the pyramids. Along with a second scroll detailing uh, the intricacies of the throne room beneath the bent pyramid. Right. Now, now these artifacts were already in my possession a long time ago. And, uh, I sold them to the Carlisles, and they disappeared. What made it even stranger is that my agent, uh, Mr. Warren Bassart, also disappeared. Oh. Shortly thereafter. Nobody ever saw him leave Cairo, and I've heard some rumors that he's currently a... Well, let's just say he doesn't have a home anymore. What happened to it? He's current. He currently lives out on the streets. Last I heard, he was in some uh, in the Red Alley. It's a uh, hashish den. Ah. Uh, <clears throat> would it be easy? Easy-ish to to find him. 
Who knows? I never bothered to try tracking him. Mm. See, that was the thing. After the Carlisles left for Kenya, that was when the that was when the bro the Brotherhood of the Black Pharaoh showed up, and I can't recall exactly, but it was just as if they were able to instantly set my entire place on fire. Barely got out with my life. Yeah, we read about that. And the fire didn't spread beyond your building, strange enough. That was the weirdest part. If this was arson, this would have been much easier, but I, I don't know how they could have done it. Hmm. Let alone, why me? I, I have no idea what it could have... They why didn't... they would go after an antiques dealer. They didn't steal anything from you, perchance? Nothing stole from my shop. At all. I think it might have been because you held these... These western fellows. Are you implying... Uh, were you implying with that? No, uh, if the Order of the Black Pharaoh might have burnt it down because he helped the Carlyle expedition. That would make the most sense, yes. So I guess the Order of the, the Black question... Pharaoh is an entirely unknown to the Egyptian people. They're considered an aid organization, for those who know, but secret societies are always you know, just being pesky, but... They told me, you know, after I survived, that if I told anyone anything, that I would be silenced permanently. He just continues to shake. We won't pass on anything you say to him. I'd like to prompt psychology checks from all of you. I wonder if that's an extreme point. Nope. It is. It is extreme point. Holding back a piece of information that he would prefer not to say. It has something to do with the reason why the Brotherhood would target him. He think he might actually know the real reason, but doesn't want to admit to it. Listen here, man, here's the thing. So I... You're already spilling the beans to us, so it's now very much in your self-interest that we are armed with anything we might need to know to fight against these fuckers, you understand, right? The two scrolls. I stole them. Where are they? Again, disappeared with the Carlisles, but when I stole them, I I, I took them from uh, Omar al-Shakti. And who is he? He, he? he owns a cotton plantation just a little north of here. 
is the one and it rules the show. Yes. Then I got them and sold them to Carlisle Company. I suppose you don't have any copies of them. No, I just remember their vague details, not much else. Reckon he might have. Maybe. Is there anything from the scrolls you recall at all? Yes. Beneath the Sphinx, there is a tunnel. It, it, it's hidden. Nobody really knows about it yet. Why can't we find it? It's in the left paw. Left paw. That's good to know. Thank you. It, it, in addition, I, again, the, the bent pyramid. There were there were two rooms underneath it, one on top of the other. The throne rooms. I wouldn't know. Don't speak hieroglyph. Right. I just saw an illustration. That's good to know. Thank you. You're welcome. Shall I sort of looks at Toprak and Clara with a sort of anything else we need look? <laughs> nope. I can't think of anything right now. If we do, I'm sure we can meet up with him again. You seem like a good man, Major. Thank you. I'm all right in that. I'll go back to attending my business. Lunch hour is almost over. Yeah, before you leave, we might have an organization that could help you out if you're interested. Uh, I'll take a business card. Excellent. Shall I sort of nod set to a <laughs> All right. So he puts it in like a pocket and begins to walk away. So the way it's looking to me is by going to this Omar who might be tipping our hand and revealing our presence a bit too much. Well, it's up to you. Oh, uh, one more thing. He, he, he comes back. I, I don't know if this is important to you, but I, I, I just remembered something. There was a third scroll I stole from uh, <laughs> him. I had just sold it. 
sold it to the Clive Expedition. They're, they're currently at the ruins in Memphis. I'll have to try and catch up with them then. Thank you. Yes. I, I, they're fine people. The British seem well enough as it is. Uh, certainly more well prepared than, uh, than the Carlisles, though I admit that they had this one person with them that was a bit unequipped, let's say. Yeah. Couldn't place the accent. Germanic? I, I don't know. I, 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 I've never really gotten enough time to interact with many Europeans. Someone we should keep our eyes open for them. Yeah. Who knows what may have happened to him by now. Guy was drunk when he came into the shop. Drunk? Yes, perpetually. No, that's quite curious. Especially since the only bars are, uh, well, European in nature. That's all I have. It's much appreciated. All right, he leaves you alone in the room in a mosque. So where do we want to go from here? Well, apparently there's a drunk European thing around. It shouldn't be too hard to find. Yeah, with the Memphis expedition. So we'd have to go to the pyramids over there. Did you say pyramids? Mm. Yeah, there was a German singing one. <laughs> well, I guess that's somewhere we'll head next. Or there's that other man we could try to track down. Who? Oh, Red Street. That's the one. The, uh, <laughs> the, the, the poor homeless man who's likely on some kind of drug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, an old mate in Carlisle's, it looks like, on, on the ledger. There's a possibility he, he could know something. You wanna look into him? I do, actually. I have a bit of a gut feeling. Let's go for it, then. 
All right. So looking for the Frenchman. Yes. It takes a while, especially since nobody wants to point you in the direction of a hashish den, because why would you admit that you know where such a thing is? Well, we obviously don't ask for the hashish den, we ask for Red Street. Yeah, even then, people equivocate that with, why would you want to go to a crime-ridden crime -ridden alleyway? But Red eventually, after enough haggling and enough poking and prodding, you do eventually find Red Street. The Red Alley. Yay! <laughs> it's on... It's in a little... It's on the Street of Scorpions. It's a red door that leads into this alley where like, it's a red gated door that just says the Red Alley right above it. What? Who's in? <laughs> we'll go together. <laughs> yeah. Naturally, Shadow wasn't just gonna fuck off. There are no, I... You you walk in and there are uh, just all of these poor, like you know, like very homeless people who have all kind of gathered here. Just like laying down in tents ramshackle equipment made to form some sort of shelter just all begging for money or trying to sell you drugs just to hopefully make a quick buck until eventually you get to a guy he's got a hood he's got a box with the initials wb in front of him he has no shoes he's just there in ratty clothes and he's just like taken like long, long draws out of this pipe the smell of weed in the air. He looks up at all of you. Bonjour. Merhaba. Greetings, mate. English. Hello. <laughs> ah, English, yes. Why you seek me out? <clears throat> Looks at Clara. Name. I've forgotten the guy's name. Let me read up. Hold on. Warren. Warren no. Bessart. No, not him. His hey, boss. Yo, there we go. Who's Hi. boss? Uh, never mind, I found it now. Okay. <laughs> it's fine. This is probably a really bad thing to open with, and I'm losing confidence in it by the second, but I'm going to sing for it anyway. Did you used to know a man called Faraz Najjar? Yeah, I knew him. He worked for me. Mm -hmm. That's it.
What did you have to do for him? I gave him artifacts and clients. The rich Europeans want to go faff about in Egypt, that's their business. They come to me, I hook them up with Siloko. Everyone's happy. So how come you ended up here? One job went badly, and the whole reputation went kaput. And he just pops weed directly into your faces. <laughs> so, what happened that was so <laughs> awful? What... <clears throat> what went wrong? I don't have to tell you nothing. It's not like you've got much better to do. Yes, but you and but no one believed anything I have to say. What makes you different? Speaking frankly, sir, we've seen we've seen odd things recently. I think our capacity to believe the unbelievable is pretty high. All right, then. Yeah, I worked with the, uh, the Carlisle fellas. I hooked them up. I was his agent. I went with them to the pyramids. But I've seen these rich people. I used to be like them. But they just... It was like they had to dance, scream like strange animals. I was taken up with the commotion. They did a whole bunch of uh, chanting and singing outside of the, uh, outside of the Sphinx. What did they do during this dancing and chanting? They were saying they were trying to learn more. Maybe that they acted like the old Egyptians. They would they would see what they saw or get some sort of insight. Rich people nonsense to me, but then I saw it. The the black sphinxes, dozens of them, miles upon miles of black sphinxes, an army, they were everywhere. He takes a, he takes a drag just trying to forget. It hurts my brain to even think about them. He relates to you the whole story, and I will. It, it, it's written down if you want to ever reference it again in the future. But 
Uh, let me just hand that to you. This long, rambling story, his English switches from, you know, comprehensible to vague. But he decides to, you know, like, just relate to you the, the full tale. Uh, read it on your own time, but the summary of the events of, uh, is that, uh, he talks about how, uh, this old Egyptian woman visited, visited him. She said that her son had been one of the diggers and that, uh, you know, the, the diggers had fled because Carlisle and the others had consorted with an ancient evil, uh, the messenger of the black wind. She said that she could recognize that the souls of all the Europeans, except for Jack Brady and for him, were lost. And if I wanted proof uh, that you know that that if you want to prove, he should go to the collapsed pyramid at the at medium, the night before the dark of the moon, at the time when the moon is is slimmest. And he went, and he saw some stuff. And how far away is that event next, just for interest? Since I suppose we can look that up later if we'd want to. Uh, the event took place just uh, shortly after... Uh, this uh, happens shortly after the Carlisles begin that uh, shortly before the Carlisles make their departure for Kenya. But they go, but according to him, they went missing for a little bit. All right. I'm going to double check that to be sure later, uh, but I will issue any corrections if I made a mistake. He also mentions uh, that a bunch of them went to the went to the bent pyramid and then disappeared for a bit and then came back. Apparently, that was that was freaky. Mm -hmm. But by the end of his story, he just like can't go on, and he's just. Collapses with his pipe in hand. Just like, I'm done for the day. Leave me to my peace. You should really stop breaking yourself like that, man. You deserve better. This is the only way I can cope. It's weak, and you know it. Man up. No. Well, after what I've seen, we're all weak compared to those things. Charlie just makes a disgusted sound and leaves. <clears throat> Nuri of El Wasta. That was her name. I don't know if she's still if she's still alive even. 
Maybe we'll come across her if she is. Good luck. Thank Maybe you. You've talking. been you've been very very helpful, sir. Bye. Bye. You, you leave. It, it, it's the evening now. Well, that was a scene. Uh, I did there. Wasn't it? Yes. Much we can do for him. <laughs> Even if I gave him more money, he would just have been very sarcastic. <sighs> Well, <sighs> got nowhere else to go for today, or? I... Nope, I think the yeah, next yeah, thing we, we did would take soon. a very, very long time. Yeah, yeah, I can round off very soon. I think at this point, you've had a long day, and going back to the hotel is probably worth it. That's my subtle suggestion. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's go before we get lost again. That was bad. Again, yeah. Don't look for Birdman. I mean, it's weird because we should just be able to go west until we get to the Nile and follow that to our hotel. But yeah. it's a big city. It's it like actually in the modern era, there are very few perspectives that let you actually see where the Nile is. Right? That's weird. I... Huh. <laughs> so as you find your, as you get back to your hotel. There is a bar that's downstairs with it, and you just see this one guy, and he's just down there, already drunk somehow, and he just go and he just shouts, "Hello, my name is Jan Wilhelm Holfenden." Oh no! <laughs> you see, Hi. Zach. Addressing the player for a moment. Yes. You know that wasn't German. It's just trying to look like German. But it's not. It's yep. Dutch. He is a Dutchman. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Prepare for my bad impersonation of the accent. Uh, I have no uh, idea. Okay, sure. Go ahead. Uh, come on, let me... Hang on. I have to sound drunk. Drunk and dirt. <laughs> it goes pretty well together. You're allowed to be very offended by the sack. <laughs> it's right to do throat sounds. That's, that's, yeah. He's just like gesturing you to come join him. Oh, Lord. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Is this all of us, or does he just want Professor Demir? He wants all of you. Okay, here we go. 
Let's talk to somebody else whose brains have been scrambled. Uh, you yeah. like, And he starts waving around. I have made the uh, English archaeological discovery of the what a century, huh? He just, like, takes this scroll out and starts waving it around. Oh, nice. I mean, just look at that. No, mine. <laughs> you know what? And... Did you find it? Yep. Yeah, the middle of the city. And he's just, like, celebrating this. He's, like, so happy. And that's when you notice a cat jump up onto the bar. What mysteries lie beneath the deserts of Egypt? And what other secrets does the city have to offer? A city recovering from a revolution, and investigators trying to unearth a nefarious plot beneath it all. We will find out next time in episode 11 of Masks of Nyarlathotep, through the desert. As always, I am your humble servant, Vitus Varnas. See you next time. <laughs>